Hello. It's Nia and Trent from the Trident Network's Tournament Podcast. We just wanted to pop in and tell you about the Tourney Pod, where each week we pit different pieces of pop culture against each other in a March Madness-style tournament. We try to cover everything, from movies to TV shows to music to random stuff, like our hotly contested best pasta shape bracket. You can listen to the Tournament Podcast and all other Trident Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll become an attorney at Pod soon enough, and remember, may, may the, the thing with, with the, the most votes win. Oh my god, hi. Welcome to Disney Adult, the podcast where Chicago comedians review Disney properties from the perspective of adults. We are nearing the end of A Very Marvel Christmas, and today we are discussing Avengers Infinity War, part one of this, I guess, era finale of the Infinity War saga, a saga finale. That's what we're looking for. I am joined by James Dugan, returning to the podcast, as well as Andy Junk. Um, so let's get right, right into this. I mean, I'm very, very excited. In this film, the Avengers assemble to take on a galaxy-level threat who was previously known for making cameos in every other movie with these supermodels fighting each other. So without further ado, here we go. Hello, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. (laughs) Today we are discussing um, Avengers Infinity War. Almost, but not quite, the culmination of all of these films that Mm -hmm. we've had. First of all, um, I'm joined by James Dugan and Andy Junk. Dugan, we know you're a huge fan of this. I had you back specifically because I wanted for Infinity War and Endgame. I wanted people who I originally was just gonna like sort of pick whoever's around and like do everything random. But I thought for these two movies, I need to have at least one person on the call who I know is as passionate about these as I am. Perfect. You found me. So we know that's you. Andy Junk, I have no idea if you even care about these movies, if you've ever seen any of the films yeah. that lead up to this. Uh, well, okay, so uh, I, I hate to disappoint, but I I, uh, I have seen, I think, almost all of them. But I have watched, uh, as I think I said before we started recording, I watched most of them on planes. Okay. <laughs> so when I saw this movie originally, I saw it on a plane. And so <laughs> that I've watched it uh, since then. And I, I mean, I, they're they're engineered to be entertaining and i am entertained by them you know like like yeah. they're uh yeah so i i, I don't have a, a complaint about them as a whole uh i'm not super crazy passionate about them uh but i do but I, you know they're fun movies they're fun to watch this yeah. is i i have to break in here because uh andy <laughs> and i have spent a good amount of time together in our lives and uh we uh often find ourselves talking about like art and the art that we appreciate and whenever andy talks about a movie he doesn't like he uh, compares it to a marvel movie no no no, that's not true usually it's movies that i do like i'll be like it was so great it wasn't like a marvel movie at all no but that's what i mean it's it's, 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 it's like oh it's just like a marvel movie it's all right 
Well, okay, but if okay, I'm, we've got a hater in the house. We've got a <laughs> hater not, in I'm, the house. I promise, I'm not a hater, but I'm just a snob. No, uh, <laughs> this is this is. I, I feel like I had a revelation recently. Uh, uh, our our mutual friend Arnie had just gotten back from Disney World, and he was talking about how his experience was like so. Uh, it was incredible. I mean, it's Disney World. It's like the happiest place on earth, and like. He was describing the rides to us and like how much energy and thought and artistry and technical prowess went into creating these like imagineered experiences. But like ultimately, like they are designed for profit, uh, but they are also like feats, you know, in, in yeah. every sense of the world. They're so epic and huge. And that's how I feel about Marvel movies is that they are like technical masterpieces. They They put like, amazing actors on screen with like tight well-crafted scripts amazing action action sequences Absolutely. but like i cannot shake the fact that i know that they're designed entirely for profit as most movies are to be fair mm -hmm. but these ones to me are like supercharged and so that's that's why i i, I that's why i keep one foot uh out <laughs> of the pool it's so it funny <laughs> through, that whole, through that whole monologue <laughs> I was like, I think he's criticizing this, <laughs> but I agree. I'm into everything he's saying. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah it is. It's like, ultimately it is entertaining. It's what you said. It's like, ultimately it is entertaining and it is impressive. Also part of me doesn't want them to be like super big swings. And I know this was my issue. Cause I mean, you were, uh, uh, <clears throat> oh my God, I'm dying. You're 100% right. Oh. They're not taking big risks. They're not imparting, like, a lot of artistic integrity or, like, artistic messaging throughout any of these Marvel movies. And if they were, I would get nervous. Because a big swing means a big miss. So the fact that they're all kind of formulaic and middle of the road, but yeah. decent, I love that. I love a reliable thing. I love that I know what I'm getting myself into when I show up into these movie theaters. I mean, <laughs> they also do, I will say... Now I feel like I have to defend them. I feel like it's my um, shitty boyfriend or something. I'm like, no, no, you don't know what they're like. You don't know what they're like when we're at home. They're different in front of other people. They get nervous. Um, He's so sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm not actually not going to defend. Who cares? Also, by the way, don't feel the need to not shit on these movies. This podcast is mostly us shitting on this movie or movies in general. Well, and, and if I'm not being clear, I do like them. I am entertained <laughs> by them. I like them. You know, but 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 James has a. Uh, almost a religious reverence for yeah. them. That it's, we're uh, probably, you know, he, James and I are probably cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And also, Devin, maybe we are going to, th this might segue um, perfectly into us talking about the plot of the movie, but I think that in, in terms of big swings, I think this movie took some big swings. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Infinity I agree with War that. definitely took some chances that previous movies did not take. Oh, yeah. And like paid off in dividends, I think. Yeah. Um. Let's get right into it, shall we? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be reading this off of Wikipedia, so if anything is wrong, it's not my fault. Blame the public. Hello. <laughs> this is what's wrong with crowdsourced information. <laughs> the crowd is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, having acquired the Power Stone, one of the six Infinity Stones from the planet Xandar, Thanos and his lieutenants, whose names I'm not even going to get into. Um, Ebony Ma. Ebony Ma. Cole. Proxima Obsidian, Proxima Midnight and Corvus Glaive. Who are never named in the movie. Never named never once, once. Even though they give them such good drag queen names. <laughs> Every name is delicious. 
They never <laughs> once say them. Um, they intercept the spaceship carrying the survivors of As Asgard's destruction. After subduing Thor, Thanos extracts the space stone from the Tesseract, overpowers the Hulk, kills Loki. Thanos also kills Heimdall. <laughs> and after all of this, he sends Hulk to Earth using the Bifrost. Okay. This... This movie is plot dense. <laughs> but also, out the gate, out the gate, a couple of big swings. They yeah, kill yes. Loki in the first scene of this yeah. movie. Yeah, the the like only uh, charismatic villain in the Marvel Universe up yeah. to this point. Yeah. Like, amazing. Yeah. Like, Dead they, on arrival. A beloved <laughs> character they they kill in the in the first scene. They also and, kill Heimdall and Hulk gets his ass kicked. Yeah. And they don't just kill him. They fucking brutalize him. Yes. It's like when yeah. you can see people's veins when they're acting, I'm like, this person needs a raise. Oh, <laughs> like God. that wild. Yeah. And they when you see up, those blood eye, those blood vessels burst in their eyes. You're like, oh, this guy's really getting choked. Yeah. This is serious business. And he also like bitch slaps Hulk around for a little bit. You're like, this guy is <laughs> nuts. That. I yeah. love that scene so much when when Thanos is just like like bot like working the body and like yeah. <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> like a speed bag yeah and I think uh, I remember watching it in the theaters and thinking like oh we thought this was gonna be a big movie we didn't realize it was gonna be like this is when and what a great choice to have such a big swing right at the top because you knew like oh this is not like the little red skull this is not like little ultron uh, earth virus this is a whole nother level of insanity yes yeah they are they are outmatched from <laughs> the beginning of this movie yes Very and i will just say like throughout i mean i know i said that uh loki is the only charismatic uh, uh you know sort of like memorable marvel villain that you see in these movies but thanos is awesome like thanos is yeah. like i like his ethos mm -hmm. i feel like he is driven by a uh, a mission that like i don't agree with it's wrong but like it makes sense for him yeah. and like you know and, and uh, I'll, I'll put a pin in this i got something to say about how thanos acts versus how everybody else acts and why thanos is ultimately successful mm -hmm. i'll put a pin in it <laughs> oh <laughs> come back to it We'll come back to it. <laughs> I was like, uh, waiting? <laughs> um, okay, good, good, good. So then we are immediately zapped back to Earth. Um, Hulk crash lands in the Sanctum Sanctorum in New York City, reverting to his original form as Bruce Banner. He warns Stephen Strange and Wong about Thanos' plan to destroy half of all life. They recruit Tony Stark, and then Ma and Obsidian arrive to retrieve the Time Stone from Strange, drawing Peter Parker's attention. This scene is maybe one of my favorite scenes in the entire MCU. Mm -hmm. What the the fight scene? Or? Everything from everything from the moment you can, the moment everybody feels that the spaceship has arrived outside. I felt like they did mm -hmm. such a good job of you feel it. Nobody sees it. There's no clues. I mean, there's like some leaves and stuff, but and like a, a wispy little bang. But nobody, it, you feel it with them. It was done so well. Mm -hmm. And then going forward, every turn, like, they step outside and it's a little bit of chaos. And you're like, okay, there's a lot of stuff going around. And then they round the corner and it's the the largest spaceship I've ever seen in my entire life. It's humongous, yeah. this, like, giant Peloton bike wheel of a spaceship. <laughs> and the fight scene after that is so good. 
I, th- there's a couple times, a couple times in this movie, something enters the atmosphere. And I, what I want in one of these movies is just like a cut to a NASA control room where like <laughs> they have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Uh, like spaceships are just like entering the atmosphere, coming and going at will. Oh. And I want to see yeah. these guys sitting at old radar screens, just being like, what yeah. the hell is this? <laughs> Some nerdy engineer is like throwing his pen. He's like, "God damn it! Like, yeah. what am I supposed to do with this?" Oh, you must feel the in the MCU as a human being, you just must feel so helpless. Every year and a half, something fucking insane that you've never seen in your entire life happens. I, I oh, think. Yeah. That, I mean, I think that everybody, anybody that stays in New York City, has to be at least a little bit of a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> at least Something's a marathon runner or yeah. something. <laughs> like, well, you know, people talk about Gotham and how like Gotham is like, oh, I would move from Gotham if that happened on. But like in the MCU, it's Earth. Like right. New York yeah. is definitely part of it for sure. But like that whole country, right? That whole country got smushed in the last one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It is wild on Earth 616. Oh, oh my god. Um, so we're also introduced to we also start to see that his henchmen are kind of like badass too. Mm-hmm. That I which one is the one Ebony Ma is the one who is like has magic like powers, the, right? He's the, he's the evil wizard. I mm. love them both. I love this guy's like giant grappling hook that's also like a construction crane. Dude, um Yeah, they feel like video game bosses. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They feel like we've worked our way through a level and now we're at not not the big boss, but we are fighting like the boss at the end. Yeah. Yeah. These are the bosses that you think are the big boss and then you get frustrated that the game continues after you beat them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're you're playing against Maleficent in Kingdom Hearts and all of a sudden Yen Sid shows up or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Wait, wasn't Jensen a good guy? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> it's been 15 years since I played that game. He's the, oh. he's the, he's the wizard from Fantasia, isn't he? Yeah, but there's also a dude uh, who's played by... Uh, oh, gosh, I can't remember his name. But Billy Zane. Billy Zane yes! is like the big bad guy. That's right. In those yeah. games. What a perfect... and, and Haley Joel also... Osment is Sora. What a perfect oh reference. <laughs> because... That is the perfect, that end game, or that last level of that video game in particular, the first Kingdom Hearts, goes on for fucking ever. Yes. You have yeah. to take days to beat it. Like, you're uh-huh. going to school being like, what are you doing? I'm trying to beat oh my the last God. fucking <laughs> 13 hours of Kingdom Hearts. God, yeah, and they, also, they, don't want to uh, don't want to toot my horn too loudly, but Kingdom Hearts, Disney, and I'm on a Disney podcast. Hell Looks yeah, like baby. I'm the scholar here. <laughs> <laughs> you turn off your zoom background and you're at disney world you are the friend yeah. that you were talking about <laughs> <What's> up, guys <laughs> oh my god so um they fight these two dudes for a while peter parker shows up um hulk won't come out hulk won't come no. out which by the way what a cool and interesting i thought about that choice the whole movie this time i don't know why when you rewatch these like my brain tends to focus on one new thing I think about I'm like what a good I mean I liked the choice but it is an interesting choice to have him not turn into the Hulk for some reason there's like um I remember the trailer had shots of the Hulk like had shots of the Hulk in Wakanda and had Hulk like fighting uh fighting things so 
they lied to us in, in the uh, in the trailer. They lied to us <laughs> like in a weird way, which is that they show instead of like showing us that they like added something to the movie that we were expecting. And um, yeah, but then uh, so but I do have and I'm going to put a pin in this because there is a moment in this movie that I was like, <laughs> I can't believe that. The, the, and on this watching, I was like, I can't believe that Hulk didn't show up here. That would have been so cool. But there's a so question. They do they justify it? Is it just Hulk is scared of Thanos? Is a that lot, what's going on? I think so, and I think mm. I think the storytelling device is probably that like we've set up that Hulk is like unstoppable in this series. Mm-hmm. So if he's afraid of Thanos, Thanos must really be tough shit. Um, but I remember rewatching. I was like, what an interesting choice to have because they could still just have the thought like the Hulk getting his ass kicked every every 15 minutes in this movie but to make him like scared yeah is so interesting it adds it heightens a lot of scenes it's there is um there there is that there's another aspect to it which is that um hulk hulk has hulk chose to leave earth because he saw how destructive he was so hulk also doesn't want to harm oh. anybody on earth yeah, but like, look around, Hulk. It's a Harmon party right now. Like, yeah, for real. <laughs> Hulk, do the math, my dude. Like, yeah, but that's, but... We need your green ass to kick something. Yeah. <laughs> because cause it doesn't. I don't know. Because the idea of like Hulk just being scared doesn't track for me. Because Hulk yeah. has always like Hulk gets more powerful the more angry he gets. So, uh, yeah. And like, and Hulk has never shied away from anything in, in that way. Um, and, and so I, I feel like the, 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 you have to kind of dig beneath the surface to get there, but it does feel like Hulk is refusing to come out. He's not scared to come out. Yeah. Gotcha. Which, by the way, even worse. What an asshole yeah. move. <laughs> I mean, oh, I, you're I busy? Like I, yeah. Okay. I mean, we <laughs> do need him. We need him. Like, yeah. You're busy inside my head? Okay. Yeah. So, like, because I was under the impression that Hulk was like the embodiment of Bruce Banner's rage and like it was ultimately still him but this makes me feel like the Hulk is actually like a completely different entity they're like having conversations with each other and it's a little more complicated is is that like I don't know I would reach to the experts is that how it is in the comics is it a little bit more of like a dual Jekyll Hyde scenario or is it more like yeah you know yeah it is. I mean, and even in the other in the other Avengers movies, they always refer to Hulk as the other guy. Like, we need yes, we, yeah, the any other guy. guy that. Yeah, we we yeah. need him to come out. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we we send Peter Parker and Iron Man to space. We get we give we give Spider Man a shiny new costume. Yeah. How yeah. do you think about this? I know fans were really some fans were really divided about the the Iron Spider costume. I thought it was cool as hell. I was I like, yeah. I'm down for it. Sometimes, yeah. you know what drives me insane about fandom? Sometimes with big like franchises like this, some fans just want to see the same thing over and over again. They just want to come and see like another Spandex Spider-Man, another Spider-Man who, like, they want to see Uncle Ben get shot again. They want to see it over and over again. You know what I mean? Because it to them, those, it's like all those Spider-Man fans. All, all they the, want to do is watch that Uncle Ben the... get mowed down. Uh, <laughs> so top I... ten best Uncle Ben getting mowed down scenes, guys. Let's make a yeah. listicle. To me, it's just it is not a Spider-Man movie if I don't get to see a beloved elder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really get brutalized. 
<laughs> See a teen boy with no moral compass until his father figure is shot down by a, an. I think. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I I like the new costume, and they kind of teased it because I think that in like in order, this one came right after the Spider-Man movie, and mm-hmm. at the end of the Spider-Man movie, they offered him the suit, and he turned it down. He was like, "No, no, no, I gotta like I, I gotta prove myself first. So yeah. I thought it was I thought it was earned. Yeah. Also, I like I, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I also like the idea that there's something more than spandex like absorbing some of these hits. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's the I mean, big... the fact that like Spider-Man can't breathe in outer space, I was like, "This is good. I'm glad that we're addressing this." Yeah. Like, huh. I was a little, I was a little confused that like on Titan, apparently they have the exact same atmosphere as they have on Earth. You know, I was like, "We can't just keep our little Spider-Man helmet on a little bit longer here, but we got to see everyone's faces when they're emoting." You know how it does. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an M-class planet. Hollywood machine. (laughs) You have to see their faces when they're emoting, and we cannot see their faces when they are doing impossible (laughs) backflips. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Uh, if you want to Google, like, do a quick Google of, like, gymnast mid-flip, and you'll know why you don't want to see their faces. (laughs) They're, like, all contorted and insane looking. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So then we cut to the Guardians of the Galaxy, who respond to a distress call from the Asgardian ship to res- and rescue Thor. Thor surmises that Thanos is going to, after the reality, er, wait, Thanos is going after the reality stone, which Tanalir Tyvon possesses on Nowhere, which is, by the way, the severed head of a celestial. Hell yeah, it is. He travels with Rocket and Groot to um, Nidavir, or Nidavellir, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce half of these fucking words, <laughs> yeah. to enlist the aid of Dwarf King Itiri in battling uh, to create a new weapon that will help him battle uh, Thanos. Meanwhile, We're... Peter, Quill, Gamora, Drax, and Mantis travel to nowhere and they to uh, try to get to the Reality Stone first. Yeah. Now we the, the we we've skipped a, a, a uh, we, we we've like gone pretty quick here. I, I think that everything <laughs> that you just said takes about forty five minutes in the movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, but man, I I gotta tell you that like th- this was a huge when when I was watching this in theaters, which actually when I watched it yesterday, um, that was the first time that I've seen it since it was in theaters. Oh wow! And, um, but it, uh, I remember when I saw that in theaters, when Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy were hanging out, I was like, this is everything that I've ever wanted from like Marvel <laughs> movies. Is I I've, I wanted like. The, like the, Thor is a funny character and the Guardians of the Galaxy are funny characters and they've existed separate and now they get to hang out together. Why does it make so much sense? I know. Yeah. Like <laughs> when he wakes up, you're like, of course. <laughs> oh, they're outer space friends. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. It's like in the comics, Thor is very much like mythology, mystical, like um, medieval Ren Faire vibes. <laughs> <laughs> but then they've turned him into like sort of like space god Thor, which makes total sense and they should absolutely do because he has such great chemistry with these. Like, I hope all of these people are in Thor 3. I hope it's just Thor and the Guardians of the Even if they're just like doing Zoom calls. I just, they're so good together. Oh, I mean, Drax, is that Batista's Drax, right? Yeah. Yeah. He fucking kills it in this scene. <laughs> he is so funny. He's... I. 
I mean, I listen, I got my misgivings about the Marvel universes. I got none about Drax. I love my boy Drax. <laughs> Drax <laughs> is a fan favorite on this podcast. And also their their kind of sense of humor like their their comedic takes on these characters are very similar, but they don't feel that sim- like they feel distinct from one another. Yeah. Like Thor and Drax are kind of both like dumb or not dumb, but like sort of blunt without um what's that word tact and just kind of sort of yeah. say whatever they mean you would think it, they would like step on each other's toes when you're trying to let but they make so much sense together they're so good I yeah love that. like com- comically it's like it's like uh th- yeah they both sort of have like this like they're, they're so large that they don't concern themselves with like typical niceties or i think that's more like thor's angle you know, yeah. Thor is sort of like this, like otherworldly character. Like, I don't have time to say please and thank you. Like, I'm a fucking god. And then Drax to me is just like he goes the other way, where he's like, I, I fucking worked in a mine for my entire life. Like, I'm not gonna wear a suit for your dinner party. Like, yeah. that's like his angle. But they yeah. both sort of meet in a similar plane. <laughs> it's so and then, good. But also, but like Rocket it has that also. Like Rocket doesn't care. Uh, th- doesn't care about your niceties and Groot doesn't care about your y- your no. like manners. I fucking yeah, just the love Rocket. Rocket mm. is my Drax. I fucking love him. <laughs> what does that mean? Rocket is my Drax? Because Andy said that Drax oh, is like okay. perfect on every level. To me, oh, Rocket yeah. is perfect on every level. Rocket mm. for Congress. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> is he morally bankrupt? Of course. Is he? Sure, no, he's no. getting donations from the NRA. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like d- kills the entire NRA and then takes the money back. He's wild. Yeah. They're wild. Also, it, it, it's ahead. insane that Brad that that's Bradley Cooper's voice. I can't. Uh, I, it's, I can't. Yeah, I can't. It's I need to un- see a video of him doing it. Exactly. <laughs> it is unbelievable. It makes me feel like oh, everything I've ever done is untalented. Uh, what a hack! Like <laughs> Bradley Cooper can literally. As I'm trying to hear him, I can't hear him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> and the videos of him doing it are insane. It's are there so videos fun. of it? Oh yeah. God, All right, right, I know what I'm doing after that. Yeah, yeah. for real, because it's yeah, Google it's... needs some racket. <laughs> also, they do such a good job with Gamora, and she. I mean, this whole movie is sold by Gamora. This entire movie is sold by how serious she takes this threat. It is. Mm-hmm. It is wild that she is able to balance all of the wackiness from the other Guardians. That like, yeah, that she is the only straight man in a room full of clowns, and she does balance them out. Yeah, she's so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I could talk about uh, this. Wait, this is good because this actually uh, segues well into my pin that I had oh. from earlier. So, uh, you know, I think the reason why Thanos is ultimately successful is that he does not take half measures. Like, every, there's so many times where so many characters have the opportunity to essentially end this threat by killing one person. Yes. And through their, like, sympathy and, like, human weakness they allow gamora to live a little too long and they let vision live a little too long mm-hmm. and like all these things happen and if they had just been a little more decisive and fucking thrown gamora off the cliff like you know thanos had the, the guts too they could have stopped him yeah. not that i think yeah. that you should throw your daughter off a cliff <laughs> but i do think that if your goal is to you know have the universe's population or stop that from happening you have to be willing to do yeah to get a little dirty mm-hmm. yeah 
And I would like to, I'd like to make two confessions right now, or like two public statements. One, if it's ever a choice between killing me and saving the entire universe, kill me. Kill me <laughs> so quick. I don't, make yeah. it painless. I don't have to know about it. Shoot me in the back of the head. What do I care? I'll be gone. I will be dead. I'm going to make a brave statement too. I'm going to say same with me. (laughs) Yeah. And also, I'm going to say, I'm going to say same with me, even if it's only half of the universe. (laughs) Even if it's like a a school bus full of kids, like whatever, (laughs) just like weigh your options. Think about me with a critical eye. Think about what I offer the world. (laughs) (laughs) And then take me out. And the second thing is, by the way, if you're anybody who's close to me, including my husband, including you two, including my friends, I'm killing you too without even thinking about it. I'm like, this is what they would have want. Don't ask them. Bam. After the universe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. Absolutely. Sure. He's a I don't know. I, Devin, I don't think you're going to be able to pull the trigger on me though. <laughs> you're looking at those doleful eyes. Oh. I don't Those know. Long yeah. flowing locks. And oh, you do, you do have a way of getting me to do whatever you want. You just start singing that song from that uh, scene in Ghost. <laughs> you know, what's that song called? Unchained Melody. Unchained Melody. You slowly whisper it under your breath, and I'm like, no. <laughs> the gun shakes. All the bullets fall out of the gun. I'm like, what am I doing? I can <laughs> so much. Please don't. <laughs> you're gonna die too. At least it's a, a coin flip. There's yeah. a good chance you're gonna That's, die too. That is the other great point. That's the other thing is like you could also still die and save yeah, nobody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. Fuck? Here's a question: Was Vision's life on the line with this snap because he's a robot? Like, would yes. would would he? Because he has a soul, or like, what's what's the requirement there? I I think it was. I mean, because he did die, like he is a living. But he wasn't snapped out of existence. Like, if he had hung out yeah. for, if he had been around for the snap, would he have been a, a, a possible casualty? Or because he's a robot? I mean, the same way I guess that like you know Nick Fury's jacket disappears. Maybe like yeah. <laughs> he's holding someone's hand, he will turn into dust. But I don't know. <laughs> I watched this whole thing about what would actually happen if the snap happened and like the, some like call, you know, like some masters science scientists getting their masters is like, what a cool thing that will be very popular. And it was, and her whole <laughs> thing was like, it depends on what his definition of life is. If Fanta's definition of life includes anything that is technically living, that also includes plant life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that could potentially have, that would affect the course of the universe if he also eliminated plant life but if he doesn't eliminate plant life it has a different trajectory it was right at the beginning of the pandemic i watched this i don't remember what happens in either scenario um but if his light thing is like just life is in like people who are cognizant yeah and yeah he sets the terms that makes sense and i and i think that's what it has to be because his whole thing is there's not enough resources yeah and uh and so it has to only be the things that are like consuming those resources. Yeah. You know, he fucks mm-hmm. up his whole arm and he's like, shit, I also took out the plants. Oh, damn it. Oh, god, damn it. We're in oh, sc- god. I killed All right, half I'm have- gut bacteria <laughs> in everybody. <laughs> My biome is screwed. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, so then we go to um, in Edinburgh. Or then we cut to Wanda and Vision, who are in this swanky like apartment. They go for a walk because his mind stone is like hurting him. 
Um, <laughs> they are ambushed by Midnight and I guess this name, guy's name is Glaive, G-L-A-I-V-E. They have yeah. a cool-ass fight scene. Wanda is so cool. Yes. Um, She's gotten cooler. She was she not gets... this cool in Age of Ultron. No! <laughs> she was like a Hot yeah. Topic night manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With, like, superpower. It was nowhere near this. <laughs> She's flying them. She's casting spells. She's so cool. She's doing backbends and stuff. Uh, and also, props to um, Lizzie uh, Olsen for, like, making that look believable. Like, that magic, the way her hands and body twitches and, like, how much she yeah. commits to it. Mm-hmm. There was one moment where she, she has her fingers just sort of, like, centimeters away from uh, Vision's stone. And you just see her fingers kind of moving. And I was just like, man, good on you acting this without yeah. the CGI. Like how embarrassing must it be to be an actor in these movies like where you have like Thanos is standing on like moon shoes to give him the height and has like a foam head that everyone has to stare at it's like so silly yeah and they all have to take it so seriously yeah it's so funny it's also funny to imagine like to them it's like watching a brand new movie they've never even seen before because they're like yeah we were looking at blue walls when we recorded it like yeah they get like only the pages of the script that are relevant to them in that very moment. Like insane. Wild. And um, probably and probably some decoy pages also. Oh yeah. I would re- guys, I'd make him record three or four movies and we'll just piece together whatever we like. Have you guys ever seen how bad uh Tom Holland is about keeping secrets? It's one of my favorite things. It's so much No, fun. what's his what's his deal? He's really bad but at it. There's another person. There's another yeah. Avenger who's really bad at it too, right? It's like Tom Holland is not allowed to do interviews on his own because he just like spills secrets accidentally all the time. So there's a there's like a ton of interviews now where he's doing them with like Benedict Cumberbatch, where Benedict Cumberbatch has to keep being like, shut up, stop, stop talking. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> he'll just naturally like want to answer the interview question. It's like, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, it's really crazy because, like, you know, there's this part where. We all get half the population gets snapped into whatever. And then he's like, <laughs> better to cover back. He's like, it's just a snap, snap, snap it into a Slim Jim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever. Oh, it's wild. Yeah. Jeez. Um, I'm going to Google Tom Helen telling secrets, and I'm going to Google Rocket Raccoon in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just make um, my Google list straight after the interview. <laughs> open up all your tabs. <laughs> uh, so Wanda and Vision get in this fight with these two. Wanda does everything she can to um, sort of stave them off as long as possible. And then we see, and James, I don't know if the reaction in your theater was the the reaction in my theater. Mm-hmm. But when Captain America shows up, and I am not a Captain America super fan by any means. When he showed up and they did the one thing that I wish they would do in these Marvel movies, which is use a reoccurring music theme. Uh-huh. He shows mm-hmm. up. Be- he shows up behind this play, and they use the Avengers theme. The crowd went wild. <laughs> it was like the second coming of the Beatles. It was unbelievable. <laughs> people were throwing stuff. People were cheering. People were standing. That's why you watch Marvel movies is to go to yeah. the premiere. If you don't go to the premiere, a lot of this shit is lost on you. See, I, they and didn't I... do that at all on the plane. Like, everyone just sat <laughs> quietly. They didn't throw anything or even stand <sighs> oh and then it's so the the three of them uh steve 
Black Widow and Falcon are so good. Mm-hmm. They make you feel like, and I also think it's important to still have like people who are kind of like regular people in these teams because then it makes yeah. you the audience is like, that could be me. It couldn't, but you feel yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's, but, but I'm... two of the three, two of the three people that you just named do not have superpowers. Yeah, yeah. It's closer to I'm like I'm closer to them than I am like the witch. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, uh. and there's certainly a couple moments in the fight scenes with uh, Black Widow and is it Midnight is uh carrie mm. coon's character who also mm. carrie coon my celebrity crush love her i feel like you've um, told me this before i think i might have at carol's bar i i i think oh my about, god uh, think you carrie coon. side note <laughs> side note Car- the, that bar was one of the last times we went out before like the event Everything of covid um, before the snap of our reality and my <laughs> drunk ass had no idea i am a literal like 15 minute walk from that bar the apartment really? I lived in, when we were at that bar until four in the morning, and I was outside like, I need to get an Uber. I need to get out of here. Like, you guys can't distract me. I have to go. <laughs> I was a 10-minute walk from my apartment. Uh, but I had my claws in your arm. I said, you can't what? leave. You have to stay and hang out <laughs> until it's time to die. <laughs> what bar is that? Carol's. Carol's. You've never been to Carol's oh, before? Oh, Carol's. Oh, yeah. okay. you've been to, I feel like we've been to Carol's together. It's the kind of bar that's either the most fun you've ever had or it gets taken over by white supremacists. Yeah, it's really a flip of the coin. Sometimes you go in there, you're like, this is cool, and everybody here is cool, and then all of a sudden you hear bikes pull up, and you're like, okay, Uh, close out our tabs. (laughs) Yes. Everybody, let's get going. Stop twerking to Shania Twain and get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Yes, but anyways, uh, so Carrie Coon and her fight with uh, with, uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, there's a couple times that she blocks some stuff with like, you know, like a nunchuck or something. I'm like, no way she can't go toe to toe with this creature like this creature is beating up like legit superheroes and and she's like the fact that you can dodge or block anything seems like nah i I know you got trained pretty good but like (laughs) yeah you got bones like me you got proxima proxima midnight is also like 1.25 1.25 times the size yeah, she's like nine foot tall yeah she, she, she's like she's got the she, she's got the the weight and the height uh advantage and and like no matter how good of a fighter you are black widow you you're gonna get overpowered yeah oh, oh and i just actually let me shut up um so then they say vision and they send these two away they send these two packing and they said we'll come back once again kill them what are we waiting for who you know what i mean stab her in the head with that prong thing she brought absolutely i just don't want to kill anybody and also black widow does this thing scarlet does this thing in this movie where she whispers a lot of her lines in a really sexy way Mm -hmm. which i depending on my mood i either think it's the the most genius decision an actor can make or the most bizarre thing i've ever heard it uh, really depends on my mood, but she's like, she says something along the lines of like, we don't want to kill you. Yeah. But yeah. And I'm like, I mean, it, it's also probably like a lot me? louder in the reality that they're living in than the actors are giving it credit for. Like <laughs> things are falling and crashing and they're still like talking just above a whisper. Yeah. It's like, Everybody... yo, in this world, you ain't mic'd up. Like, yeah. <laughs> we... <laughs> also don't i don't know, know what if, you're saying also i don't see any ears on proxima like you might need to shout <laughs> I, yeah I, yeah 
I really like uh, I really love the idea of like that everybody in the Marvel universe is a little bit more powerful than like we are just as humans that, that mm-hmm. every human is a little bit more powerful oh, and yeah. that it's just a little bit louder in the Marvel <laughs> universe at all everything's just a little louder yeah <laughs> <laughs> just a skosh it's like air conditioning is, is like painfully it, it, it'll it'll disrupt a meeting if the air conditioning <laughs> your AirPods Pro turn on that yeah. noise cancellation. <laughs> Um, then, uh, we cut back to, uh, Vision, Vision asks Maximoff to destroy him to keep the mind stone. We touched on that. Roger suggests that they travel to Wakanda, which he believes has the resources to remove the stone without killing Vision. Once again, to your point, Andy, sacrifices need to be made. This one, this moment, this is, uh, I, I almost always agree with Captain America, and, but this moment when when Vision was like, "Hey, you have to kill me," and and Cap was like, "No, we don't trade lives." I was like, "This is this is one for a trillion." Um, yeah, yeah. sounds like a bargain. Like willing to to give up their life and is asking, "This is this is the time." Uh, run the numbers again. Also, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's Vision. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's smarter than yeah. any living thing, so he's like, "This is a solid call." Everybody's but also, like, the vision could have offed himself at any point. He could have stepped in front of a train, gotten, I'm going to say it again, smushed. And uh, <laughs> they could have just plucked that stone and and, and, and gave it a, like an old hammer to it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Vision vision is not uh, guiltless in this uh, monstrosity. I, I, I think they did say that Scarlet Witch is the only one powerful enough to destroy the stone. Because her powers come from the stone. Yeah. Ooh. You fool. <laughs> 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 there goes your train theory. But no, but but you know the reason why she doesn't, you know, uh, destroy the stone is because it's going to kill Vision. If Vision killed himself some other way, that's I mean, all. Like, okay, well, Actually, I guess I can okay. crush the garbage that's left. Like, who well, cares? you know, we haven't discussed whether or not Vision adheres to the three laws of robotics as set down by Isaac Asimov. Isaac Asimov. <laughs> uh, because if what are the does, three rules? Because if he does, then first he rule cannot. we don't talk about the rules of robotics yeah. by Isaac Asimov. <laughs> I was literally thinking, like, if you throw water on it, it breaks. <laughs> yeah, don't feed it after midnight. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, magnets are bad. Wait, what are they for real? It's like the three uh, laws. Yeah. Uh, the first law is a robot may not harm another human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. A robot must uh, obey the orders given to it by a human unless that uh, unless that would conflict with the first law. And the third law is a robot must preserve its own existence as long as that doesn't conflict with the second and first law. Gotcha. Okay. And where are these? Those are, it's, a, <laughs> yeah, it's a series of stories by Isaac Asimov. Okay. Uh, I robot. I robot. The guy who yeah. who uh, wrote the book that I I robot that Will Smith flick is based on. That's so humiliating that the only thing I recognize in that sentence is the movie that Will Smith is in. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. It's very the listener listeners out there. If you're looking for a cool little like exploration of morals and uh, the, a, a, as like robotics advance, it's a very cool collection. Yeah. Wow. I just saw this thing the other day. Actually, you know what? Let me shut up. This movie is 14 hours long, and we're halfway through it. I feel like I'm personally responsible for most (laughs) of it. No, 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 no. It's all of us. It's It's literally all of us. Um, 
Don't want to talk about the weather or the pandemic? Me either. No Wrong Answers, Non-Burning Questions to Kickstart Conversations is a conversation card game where you can ask life's least pressing but most important questions. Why talk about vaccine rates when you could debate questions like which cereal mascot would be the best kisser? Or you own a boutique candle shop. What is your least popular scent? These are the burning questions you should be asking. This card game is created by two of my friends, my personal friends, Paula Skaggs and Josh Linden. Yes, I have friends talented enough to create a card game. And if you love me, you love them and you'll love this game. No Wrong Answers is a deck of 70-plus conversation starters that you'll come back to and debate over and over again. This is great for dinner parties. It's great for Zoom happy hours, first dates, classrooms, prison visits, fast food drive throughs It literally, there's no place that these conversation starters won't work. Holidays are right around the corner somehow. And this would make a great gift. It would make a great thing to put out on the table to, you know, generate conversation between you and your family. You know how hard it is to catch up after you haven't seen each other in the year. What are you going to talk about? The fact that you share blood? No. You're going to reach for one of these cards and you're going to get the conversation started. And if it doesn't get better than that, a portion of the proceeds go to the Greater Chicago Food Depository. I mean, come on. On. Listeners can use the code Trident for 10% off of their purchase. Go to NoWrongAnswersGame.com. Once again, NoWrongAnswersGame.com. And use Trident for 10% off your purchase. I mean, come on, y'all. This is fun talk and <laughs> not small talk. I, I talked about Drax for too long, as well as like that whole scene. Yeah, and I just talked about a, a series of short stories from. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Nebula escapes captivity. So oh, also, um, when they do go to, we skip this part a little bit. They do go to try to get the Reality Stone from Thanos. Turns out he already has it, and he pulls a whole thing on them. He turns the one girl into spaghetti. He turns Drax into like <laughs> like Legos, um, <laughs> and. It, <laughs> And the whole, I remember being in the theater being like, is that it? Are they dead? Because mm -hmm. they're killing people left and right here. Yeah. Um, so then he kidnaps Gamora, where Gamora finds out, Gamora knows where the soul stone is. And she mm -hmm. told Nebula that she knows. She didn't tell her where it was because Gamora is smart. Um, yeah. And Neb this, uh, sorry, a couple things here. One is like, this is where, this is where you truly start to understand that Thanos is always ahead of them like these the, the the heroes are trying their hardest and every step of the way thanos is like i i've already i i'm three steps ahead of you at this point mm -hmm. um and then also uh if you want to talk about like artistic uh, uh like truly like awesome cinema artistic moments the like forced perspective on nebula when you first see her floating there and then like when the camera pans over to the side and she's all dismantled and stretched out. It's that was like such a like weird, shocking moment for me. It was like a form of torture I had never seen before. Yeah, it was it was gross, and you felt so bad for her. Um, by the way, I'm gonna put a pin in something. I love Thanos. <laughs> oh, it comes full circle. <laughs> so Nebula escapes captivity and asks the remaining guardians to meet her on Thanos's destroyed homeworld Titan. Stark and Peter kill Ma 
and rescue Strange. They do this in the coolest way. Peter has this like running joke um, that he like does old movie references, but they're like still modern, or at least I would like to believe they are. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because it is it's old like, movies for Gen X yeah. <laughs> or Gen Z. Gen Z. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like like Empire Strikes Back is another one that he talks about, and yeah, I'm like damn, I mean he's not wrong. <laughs> one I of my love old movies. Have you, you seen he... Euro Trip? <laughs> so I work with I work. <laughs> Do you know Michelle Trachtenberg? Uh, yeah, I work with teenagers that have informed me that only old people have a Facebook. Ooh. How yeah. humiliating. <laughs> good to know, good to know. We, uh, the story's too long, and once again, I need to focus. Um, Here, here's the thing, is that uh, is that it's also starting to become a thing that only old people have Instagram. That's sick to me. I know. <laughs> I, Instagram to me is, is the best form of social media. It's so hard to be annoying on it, like, all you can do is post pictures of like chocolate and babies and you have a great time. And it feels like all the other ones are so ripe for just like becoming shit shows. And I'm going to, don't the kids know that I'm going to slightly disagree. Cause I do think for the most part, you're right. But every once in a while, somebody will go on like, where, like when people cry on their Instagram stories, that is so cringy. Even if I'm with them and I'm like, that's really rough. I just don't think if you're in an emotional state, just worry about dealing with your emotional state. Don't I cringe at things I was proud that I put on the internet for like jokes and stuff that I loved at the time. I look back on them and be like, Oh my God, I couldn't imagine if I'm like having a breakdown on social media. You're going to, just don't do it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyways, we, we gotta talk about Thanos or something. <laughs> <laughs> Not me shitting on people's talk emotions. Talking about the decay of society is fueled by social media. <laughs> I'm here literally being like, I hate when people have feelings. <laughs> so back to my explosions and CGI. Yeah. Back go. to how much I love Rocket and think he's a moral <laughs> compass I should follow. Um, they so Nebula escapes. They tell everybody to go to Titan. Um, Strange. Strange Tony and um, Peter kick Ebony Maw out into the universe, and then they also land on Titan. They have this really cool fight scene between the Avengers. I really liked this. I love when the Avengers fight each other because it's like uh-huh. a cool thing of like, yeah, like who would shake? Like, how does this shake out? <laughs> Who's really top dog around here? This also has maybe one of my favorite lines in the movie, which is like when they're figuring out that they're on the same side. And yeah. Strange says, what master do you serve? And uh, Star-Lord is like, what am I supposed to say, Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> Very good acting, because you know that's true. Uh-huh. Uh, I also wonder, like, if that's, like, a nod to him. I can't remember when he he became public, Chris Pratt became publicly very religious. Um, but it's so good. It's so, Everybody's doing their job in this scene. Everybody's so funny. The action is so good. It's still funny. Somehow, it doesn't feel like trite or like it's it's wedged in there for no reason. And it's also it's brief. Like the 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 fight scene starts and stops pretty quick. And because I have a very short fuse when it comes to people who just need to communicate with each other, but they're fighting <laughs> because they just like don't take a moment just to like say like oh, real real quick, like, what side are you on? Oh, we're cool, we're cool. So yeah. like I'm like it's like I'm just about to reach my little point where I'm getting annoyed with this, and then they're like, oh, they stop and like. 
thank you movie. Perfect. You did well. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so, um, it's Gamora. Yeah. Uh, they, and this is also, by the way, sorry, I'm having a hard time following this plot. This movie is always like, right when you forget a plot is happening, it bounces back to that plot. Like right when you forget Thor's Mm -hmm. in this movie, you're like, oh, here he is with Peter Dinklage, who is a giant dwarf. So he is doing their over, and we're not even going to focus on that too much, unless you guys have something really interesting to say, because like, just want to say real quick, why are we making this poor, wonderful actor, Peter Dinklage? do british accents and everything he's not great at it he is a phenomenal actor i think he is one of the greatest actors no he's not and if you talk to a british person or hear a british person you would know that (laughs) but he's but like beyond just hello i'm peter dinklage i talk with a real british accent that's what it sounds like and this i've i've seen him do the british accent in a lot of things yeah he's got sort of like a weird accent in yeah he's got he's got a little bit of one an accent in i think lion the witch in the wardrobe Mm -hmm. where he plays uh one of those characters but not in uh like elf or uh the station agent i think he's in the station agent or no, he might not be. I don't know. But anyways, Alf, he speaks with uh, his just classic American baritone and crushes yeah. it. Um, wow. Okay, and then I have one thing to say about this scene, which yeah. is that I absolutely love it. Um, I I love it because it feels like mythology. Um, yeah. It feels like, like a task that a god has to complete. He has to, like, reignite the star, and he has to hold it open while he is, like pummeled by its energy i like th- this feels like it could be straight out of norse mythology yeah i really they also don't waste any time it's not like frivolous we're not there for a long time we're not having like large breakdowns we essentially say like yeah you were supposed to protect me and you didn't and then he's like yeah they fucked up our whole plant like everything's dead like, can we make this damn axe it's like, oh yeah sure cool and then there's oh there's a really touching moment where um groot forms the handle Oh, it makes yeah. me cry and I love it, but I also do think like if we had to travel across the galaxy to get a material that's strong enough to to kill Thanos, I don't think his branch handles <laughs> yeah. hold up here. <laughs> what should we use to to hold this otherworldly godlike material? Like, how about wood? <laughs> <laughs> it was like the weakest of the elements. I was like, oh yeah. Okay. Damn, I sure hope Thanos doesn't have a lighter or else we are fucked. <laughs> this handle is going to turn to ash. There's no, no, there's no fire stone in his gauntlet. We should be okay. We should, we be, should be okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so they're doing that. This is where the movie starts to sort of like come to it. Uh, Thanos takes, Thanos goes to retrieve the soul stone, bringing Gamora. We see Red Skull there, who yeah. I guess was that, as I rewatched this, whenever I rewatched the original Captain America, and he gets zapped into space. I was like, oh, "Okay, I guess that makes sense." Yeah, they, they kind I of- didn't quite buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, "What's this Nazi doing on this planet?" Like, yeah. it seems like could you imagine? Seems strange. Also, could you imagine traveling to a whole other planet and there's still a Nazi there? You're like, what the <laughs> fuck, yeah. dude! I can't get away yeah. from these assholes. <laughs> You guys seem cool. Are you part of the, 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 the master race? Okay, cool, cool, yeah. If you want, you can have a yeah. stone. <laughs> also, it's like, dude, you're not. You have red skin. What are you talking about? Yeah. 
and he hasn't changed. He hasn't learned anything since then. He's still all about his his same beliefs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like uh, it could have been great. They're like, no, it couldn't have. You're alone <laughs> on an island. Shut up. <laughs> You're what turning did he eat into- while he was there. Is there like a vending machine? Like, because he, he he's still like subject to the laws of man, right? He's got to go to the bathroom and drink water and all that no, sort I of stuff. He, I think he's basically a ghost. Yeah, the, he was kind of like like floating and wispy the whole time. Yeah. Ah, I was like, this guy's okay. like one well, of the. Well, that actually gives me more questions than answers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He uh, says okay. that he was cursed by the Soul Stone to like. Uh, okay. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Yeah, it's like whatever. Yeah. Um, or no, I think he was cursed by the Tesseract when he held it in his hand. It shot him into space. Mm-hmm. By the way, don't mm. touch those motherfuckers. No, you um, should. Hmm. Uh, they're. To get the Soul Stone, Thanos has to give up something he loves to, like, understand the weight of the Soul Stone. This beautiful scene where Gamora, like, gives this whole monologue of, like, I've waited so long to watch you, but you don't love anything. And then he, in slow motion, drags her ass to the edge of the cliff and fucking pitches her like a cigarette butt. No hesitation. No, has but feels no remorse. Half measures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No half measures. He's willing to kill his own daughter, and y'all can't even kill a robot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like what? Oh my god! Humanity didn't deserve to win. Once again, yeah, if yeah. it's me or the universe, throw mm-hmm. my ass under a zamboni or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, and Gamora too. Go? Yeah, Gamora that's too, the only like, way. In, in, when uh, was it Neptuna? What's her name? The Nebula sister. Nebula, yeah. When <laughs> when she was like crying and stuff, she's like, "Fine, fine, I'll tell you where it is." And it's like, "Oh my god, no, <laughs> don't! I don't care if your if your robot sister's having a hard time. Don't do that. No, don't." <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I guess gosh. that's a great point. She can't be mad because she like gave it up because he was torturing her. I mean, I mean that would be hard to watch, but you know, if you want to talk about the ultimate. Uh, the the ultimate lack of will. Let's just jump to the scene where Star Lord punches him and gets mad. At oh him. my god! So, <laughs> so I saw this thing. Okay, so we we go to the so then we kind of bring it to the end. Um, half of the Avengers are on this planet Titan, which is like his home world, I guess. Um, and they wait for Thanos to show up. Thanos shows up. And they immediately, like, launch into this big fight. We've already established, uh, Doctor Strange establishes that there's really only one scenario out of millions mm-hmm. where this could result in a win. So we already know that Stark kind of knows, or uh, uh, Strange kind of knows Strange. everything that's going to happen. Um, they start fighting Thanos. Great fight scene. Goes on yes. forever. Mm-hmm. So many cool parts. He pulls down a moon. Yeah, uh, the, yes. the pin I wanted to bring up. I love that Nebula's th- special move, her fatality, is driving a <laughs> spaceship into somebody. I love it. She better do it in every movie she's ever in. It's the yeah. funniest thing in the <laughs> world. A, a a spaceship hits you. Oh that, my god! And balls. She doesn't know she's surviving. She's like balls to the walls. We're gonna hit this guy with my car. That is a spaceship. <laughs> oh. Yes, it was a car. Oh, oh my god! So James, did we ever get to your pin? By the way, or are we still waiting for it to be empty uh, pin? I think I think we are still waiting for it. But also, I forget what it was. <laughs> Damn, I don't even remember what the uh, inciting incident for the pin was. Yeah, pins are tricky. You got to be careful with pins. You have 
make a little note when you make a little pin. That's my yeah. my, uh, <laughs> Damn, advice. What was my pin? <laughs> <laughs> oh no we, we don't it. have time for you to sit there silently and think about it we no, no, have no, no, to no. talk about another two and a half hours of this movie <laughs> no, no 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 we'll wait we'll wait <laughs> um i love this fight scene and then we get to the moment which is truly so annoying they're about to get this gauntlet off this man's hand mm-hmm. and well, that's actually that's before he drops the moon on them oh yeah it's like halfway through the fight scene yeah Oh my god, there's so much happening. Um, but they, they're almost gonna get this this gauntlet off of him. And they don't know Gamora's dead yet. Um we find out through this process, and then Star Lord like starts punching him out of frustration, mm-hmm. which then fucks up everything. He gets mad. Which it's also it's their mistake for not giving him something to do with his hands during that part of the play. Yeah. That like everybody else. Give had him a Game Boy so he doesn't hit his sister in the backseat. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody else had something to do and was engaged and was active and, and like and then and, and then they're like and then he comes in and the only thing he can do is like taunt Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. Like give him yeah, a everybody else has a job. <laughs> yeah. And also then like it becomes Tony Stark, which I by the way, I love Tony Stark. I know some people don't like him, but uh Tony Stark then has to also try to take this glove off and win this whole thing and also talk this asshole down. Mm-hmm. I heard some film critics say that like because some fans are so mad about this moment, that's one of the reasons why Chris Pratt has a hard time finding live action roles. Is this really? this coupled with like his his Instagram persona and sort of like it has changes but they're like fan there are people who are so mad about this that they don't like chris pratt anymore i had no idea that chris pratt was having a hard time finding roles well it's i feel like he's been like he's inserted himself into every major franchise well that's the thing it's like since these movies most of his roles have been like voice roles that he he has he has Uh gotten um, and I watched this film critic who I cannot stand, but I th- but I still watch all the. Well, I could, shouldn't say I can't stand her. Every half of the things she says, I'm like, and this is probably one that should have got my radar. Uh, but sometimes I'm like, oh my god, girl. But one of the things she was saying is like, yeah, he keeps getting all. He's targeting all of these uh, voiceover roles because people are kind of like have a different persona of him now than they did four or five years ago yeah parks and rec andy versus exactly versus here's a picture of my wife (laughs) here's a picture of my wife looking at me about how much she loves me isn't that cool like Mm -hmm. that's weird and cringy like once again don't put things on facebook if you're having an emotion yeah because he was married to uh anna uh what's her name ferris yeah and i and i i was into that and then they got divorced right they split up and I feel mm-hmm. like I was like, man, that's that's the uh, that that's that's the canary in the coal mine as far as Chris Pratt's concerned. If you can't hang with Ferris, <laughs> take a walk, my man. Ferris uh, knows, baby. Can we talk? Can we talk real quick about the wizard fight, which is maybe oh. which is like one of my favorite fights uh, in Marvel? Is yeah. when Doctor uh-huh. Strange fights Thanos, and they're just like using magic on each other and just transforming <clears throat> each other's energy. So cool. Yeah. Because magic in a blockbuster can be really hit or miss. Like, it can be so big and crazy that you're like, who cares? Mm -hmm. But it felt, like, good. I liked that this momentum, that, that, like, 
you know, Thanos shot something at him and, and like strange captured it and transformed it and threw it back. And then like Thanos had to catch it and make it into something. Yeah. Very yeah, Dumbledore well versus yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Voldemort. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very, very <laughs> Dumbledore versus Voldemort in order of the Phoenix in the yeah. last scene at the ma- totally, Ministry of Magic. Totally. And it's not just, it's not just two people shooting energy uh, at each other and it colliding <laughs> in the middle. Mm-hmm. No, it's like creative. Like he, he makes a million of him and then he, he has all these ropes and shit and so cool. Yeah. But yeah, he... yeah. Cause it's, it's so often just two people shooting lasers at each other and they're trying to push the ball of lasers one way or the other. And they're grunting as hard as they can. And you know, they're doing it in green screen and they're just going. <laughs> and like, oh, they man, must man. feel so foolish. I cannot get over how foolish all these actors feel. <laughs> Yeah. And God willing, someday I will get to be one of them. I will get to make <laughs> I was stupid like, yeah. faces and wave my hand like an idiot on a green screen with <laughs> actors who don't know my name, and I will be a star. For a couple million bucks? <laughs> Absolutely. How, yes. how often do you think they were even in the same room together when filming this movie? So much of these movies now are, like, drawn. So much of them yeah. are just the, the whole thing. It's like a cartoon, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who knows? But the location, I was looking at the credits. I mean, they have locations all over the place in this. I mean, they, they did a lot of on, I mean, I'm sure most of it was filmed in front of a green screen, but like a lot of those exteriors, like they were going, I saw Iceland on there. I saw yeah. like a couple different places. Yeah. Good for them. Anyways, what uh, else happens in this movie? Um, <laughs> they, uh, he ends up giving up the time stone to save Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Again, Tony... another time, another time that it feels like don't give it up. It's one. But life. this one, this one, I was like, okay, I trust Strange because he's seen a million things. Yeah. Like he, at this point, I'm like, this is the only person who I would trust to, to let someone live so Thanos can get a stone. Also, shout out to the scriptwriter because they, whatever I forget what his line is, but what he responds to lets you know, like, okay. He says, like, we're in the end game now. He doesn't say, like, this is the only way we could do it. Like, everything's going to be okay or anything. He gives up nothing. Did so we then... know the next movie was going to be called Endgame? No, we didn't. Thank no. God. <laughs> Thank God. Because my, my eyes rolled back into my head three or four times. Like, I, I looked like a little slot machine about to pay out. And I, I was like, this is so stupid. But if it, they didn't know what the end game yeah. movie title was, if we didn't, as a collective, didn't know, I forgive it. And <laughs> on... On top of that, we all spent two years, at least I did, with this being in the front of my brain. Mm-hmm. Did he know what's happening? I'm talking to people at work. I'm like, do you think he knew? Come on, be honest. Do you think he knew? <laughs> like, it was such a time. It was such yeah, an event. Yeah. And there were two movies between this. So it was like this came out in like December of something. The next year was two other random movies. And then Captain Marvel came out after this. Captain Marvel. That's right. Captain Marvel slipped in. And Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then this one came back around (laughs) like March of the next year. Yeah. So we spent like a year and a half being like, I truly don't know what's going to happen. Yes. And I I remember like before they revealed the name of the final movie, because it was just Infinity War 2 at that point. Yeah. the, the, The Russo brothers kept being like, it was said. Like the name of the movie was said, and uh, like it, it's out there for you to figure out. Uh, Did they do anything like this in Age of Ultron, where they had like one of the characters go like, "If we keep fighting this way, it's going to last forever, maybe even to an Infinity War." <laughs> No, they but they did say like, oh my god, here comes Captain America 2, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. 
Look out, Ant Man and the Wasp. If I were in charge of Marvel, I would make sure that every single movie title uh, for the next one was said during the movie. That's, <laughs> that would be like one of my rules as the executive director. It'd be like <laughs> Iron Man would be like, hey, you can't be an Iron Man too. <laughs> I'm the only Iron Man, and you have to kind of like figure it out. Sometimes yeah. it'd be fun. It'd be like a, like the uh, Stan Lee cameos, you know. Where, Has anybody seen Thor: The Dark World? Has anybody seen Has anybody seen WandaVision this fall on Disney Plus? <laughs> yeah. Why did you say that? I don't know. Let's keep fighting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there's a dragon behind you. Um, so they get he gets the time stone, um, which by the way. As I was rewatching this, also I was like, "The Time Stone is the one you want to keep away from him of all of them." Fuck yeah, the Time that Stone is his greatest weapon. Yeah. Once he gets it, it's like game over. Because he doesn't even need to. He can like turn time back for like a little spot. He does. It's not even like it takes him back to where he was five minutes ago. This is so. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and and carry us through uh, the plot a little bit here, uh, which is like Please. we go from we go from this where Thanos gets the stone. We go back. We cut back to Earth. Also. Thor makes the most incredible entrance into oh. the fight. Um, oh, yeah. I remember what my pin was. <laughs> Standing uh, ovation. So uh, it, it comes during during this fight scene, which I also, I love this, like, over-the-top, all of the Avengers, like, uh, in, in Wakanda uh, fighting. Jake, I got to pause you. I love this yeah. pin showing up, like, Captain America in, oh, fuck. <laughs> I forget it. <laughs> Ooh, what I wanted to do was uh, was build some momentum for your pin, but instead, what I've done is deflate it completely. I'm oh, so I, sorry. Here, wait. <laughs> Let me set the scene for you again. We were talking about something else, and then give me another. Uh, give me another. Oh, I remember what my pin is. Okay, uh, okay. Devin, how's uh, how's things with? Uh, oh, I remember what my pin is. Oh, yeah. Titties. Oh, I see. Okay. I thought Andy. I thought that you were trying to name the next Captain America movie yeah. uh, in that moment. No, I, I recognized that I was. I mean, I was drowning with a bit that was half baked, and uh, <laughs> I forgot to put the sugar oh. in. So. <laughs> um, I forget what my pin was again. Oh uh, my no. god! No, oh my no, god! No, no, I've got okay. it. I've got it. Uh, god. My pin was so we we like come back to Earth and we're in this fight and uh, and there's the point when um, when Hulk or when Banner is in the the Hulkbuster suit and he's fighting Cull Obsidian. Oh yeah. And uh, and this this is the moment. It, this could have been one of the greatest moments if we got to see him transform into the Hulk and bust out of the armor, like transform through <sighs> the armor and the armor like breaks and sheds off of him could have been one of the greatest moments that would have been so fucking cool yeah do you could think that that was in the in the writer's room they were kicking that idea but they're like oh, we gotta keep hulk muted because we have to save his sort of like triumphant return for a later movie but he doesn't even get a triumphant return in the later movie that's the yeah. thing is in endgame the first time we see Hulk, him and Bruce have just like made peace with, and he he's he's like Doctor Hulk already. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember. Yeah, now. we yeah. get another good Hulk transformation. Yeah, I, think I, I was probably falling asleep on the plane during that part, so it didn't uh, <laughs> quite stick with me. Yeah, I mean Hulk, Hulk in Endgame as like Professor Hulk is so hot. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's so hot. He's the hottest man I've ever seen. He's so hot. 
He's gorgeous. <laughs> Nine feet uh, tall, all muscle, nice with a sweater and green. <laughs> I mean, uh, what's wrong with me? What's <laughs> wrong with me? This movie is full of the the most beautiful people I've ever seen. The you monster know. in a sweater with glasses. Yes. I, uh, I read something. I uh, read something just like yesterday, the day before. It was talking about Marvel movies, and somebody's complaint was like, "Yeah, it's it's the hottest people I've ever seen, but none of them are horny." <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Not one of you. God, some of these people got superpowers. Think of what they could do. What? Um. So they the... have this. Hu- they have this humongous fight scene in Wakanda. Uh, we we were doing the the Black Panther episode. Uh, the ladies we had on were like, "See, this is what happens. When you invite white people into Wakanda. They bring the end of the world." And I was like, "God damn it! <laughs> they are not Oof. wrong." And they yeah, just true, show up. They're like, true. "Hey, by the way, we want you to fix our um, robot friend, and an army from outer space is on their way." Yeah, okay, yeah. very cool. Wonderful. And meanwhile, we love your culture. Can we take it and just do it ourselves? <laughs> so wild. They have this huge fight. The fight scene is so good. It's ruthless. Everybody everybody shines. They somehow work in 30 superheroes. Yeah. And then they somehow top it in Endgame. It's so, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Now, uh, the, uh, but when once once Thanos arrives, that is when, that, that's like when the movie just all of a sudden like all of the hope gets sucked out of this movie so quickly. Um, and it's so like, it's so jarring to, for Thanos to arrive and everybody to try to attack him. And he's just like one handed wave. Like nobody can touch him every like, and then even, and then, and then we get this incredibly emotional moment where Wanda has to kill vision where she yeah. does the right thing and she kills the man that she loves. And then it means nothing. It's... Yeah. Oh. And then they cap it by watching all of these characters who you've grown to love disintegrate in the wind like dust. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> then, that's a swing. I, that, 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 I was, that's a big swing. Then roll credits. Yeah. I remember being in the theater. I remember the the feel. I remember the air in the theater when the movie ended. Mm-hmm. I remember the collective like, what the fuck? Yeah. And we spent the next year and a half not knowing if any of these people would come back. It was kind of the end of the saga, so we're like, okay, well they're they could end it here. I mean, like, why not? do it they're not going to pay these actors continue paying them all this it was so wild and all the og avengers are are left right yeah Mm -hmm. the original six survive yeah but man the the like the the back-to-back the the like nobody has any power to nobody can touch thanos then to like killing vision and thanos just being like time reverse and just like winds it back takes the stone also another brutal killing of a beloved character of like just ripping the stone out of his head and his legs going limp uh yeah and then his empty eyes as he hits the ground and stuff like yeah horrifying do you remember Uh, yeah which like which avenger which character uh dusting made you feel the worst spider-man 
you know, and I hate that it was Spider-Man because (laughs) I I felt so emotionally manipulated. I'm like, everybody else had like maybe three or four seconds from when they start to disappear. They don't go, ooh, this hurts. And Spider-Man gets all the, the slow death. And he gets to say, this is hurts or like, I'm cold or whatever it is he says. And I'm like, God damn it. I hate that they're doing this. I hate that they're like using just like they're breaking the rules just to make it more dramatic. And I hate that. Like I'm also getting a little choked up watching it. Yeah. It's fucking working. Yeah. I remember when black Panther went, I was like, Oh fuck, this is serious. Like, because I mean, just... I was like, "Damn, Black Panther! That, that's like one of my favorite one of these movies." Like, I'm well, that's pissed. <laughs> the thing. It ju- that that movie had just come out, so I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, that is a this is a big deal. What's happening? It's not just going to be like, it's not going to be all Earth people. Mm-hmm. It is going to be like real event. It's like that. And then when they get to Spider Man, and he has that, I, I was like, "This is unbelievable." Yeah. Also, it was only two people left on that planet. Right. That's the other thing. I was like, Tony, I think they're taking Tony more than half. Tony, <laughs> Tony and, and Nebula. Nebula. Like the worst, the worst <laughs> pair. Oh my god! Like neither That's one of the them. That's the bloody comedy nothing, I want to see. Nothing for them to appreciate about each other's personality. Like the most serious and the and like, jeez. <laughs> oh my god! I yeah, couldn't believe it. I mean, this was this is this is the, the uh, you know we mentioned it earlier, but this is like the empire of this. It's like it's so bleak, it's so uh, hopeless, and you end it, and you're just like, well, fuck, man, what are we gonna do now? Yeah. And then, uh, and then you know, we get our uh, yeah. end game or yeah. Return of the Jedi. But that is like so so. Oh oh, when we talk about big swings again, it's like to kill off half of the characters and then just end the movie there, and. And to have Thanos win, and and go away like Thanos is still out there. Uh, when yeah. they, they didn't even kill him. They even show his bachelor pad. They're yeah. like, look at him now. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god! And then yeah. right when you're done, they bring back Nick Fury and Maria Hill, and they kill them too. Yeah. Yes. And I Ooh. I did have a moment where I was like, my god, the budget for this post credit sequence is larger than anything I will ever be a part of in my entire life. Yeah. Every yeah. every Best Picture nomination for that entire year costs less yeah. to produce than that end credit scene. Yeah. Call me by your name. Take a hike. We got Whatever. Samuel L. Jackson calling <laughs> a girl on her pager or something like that. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah. We'll get into it. Um, and that brings us to the end of the movie. Yeah. What a wild ride gentlemen yeah i also i remember when i saw this in the theater leaving and was just in a daze and like yeah. called my buddy drew and just like because him and i have gone to see we, we like have gone to see a bunch of the avengers movies together but he doesn't live in the same city anymore and uh and i just called him and he had already seen it and, and we just like kind of sat in silence on the phone for a little <laughs> bit with each other wow Man, i remember i was I was at the baggage claim, just kind of thinking about. It. <laughs> yeah, was this? How was the ending? Was this movie as impactful at the end, or were you just kind of like, "Great, now I got to watch the second one"? <laughs> this, this, I mean, of the, I'll say for myself, of, of the Marvel movies, this one, like the ending, did impact me. I was like, "Damn, Thanos won!" I did not see that coming. Like, this feels that that felt cool to me. I was into it. By the way. Yeah, he won, and also there wasn't like a moment 
there's not a moment where they figure out how to beat him also it's not like he won and they're like well at least we can do this and yeah it's like he won and game over yeah I would like them to do more of that. I would like them to have, now that they're releasing, thir- like, what, 30 movies a year or whatever? God, it's out of control. I would like ten them days, to have. 10 days until the next Spider Man movie. I know. Jesus so, Christ. this is, like, if they're going to have these connected stories, I would love if there were more times where, like, actually we fucked up that time and now it's, like, it's steadily going through the rest of the movies. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, I mean the, the snap has been a presence in everything. The, everything going forward now it, it is it's like a huge moment um and there's even a uh in the new hawkeye series there's a moment there, there's like a little piece of graffiti that hawkeye sees that says thanos was right and it's like god can you imagine yeah and that's <laughs> like the, the thing is that doesn't like, even agree with the avengers that's yeah the thing is like thanos of course an insane psychopath like responsible for universal genocide but also not on unfounded claims not like I mean, yeah his world was destroyed like by overpopulation and and yeah the purging or the pillaging of resources what like because then there are people who have who have since this movie come and been like honestly it's like whispered in circles of marvel yeah. fans like honestly he's not that wrong no, it's not. Like maybe, but maybe if I had unlimited power, <laughs> I could just double the resources available. I mean, because here's the... oh, oh my god, my I've god. never thought of that. <laughs> that is the wishing for more wishes. Of you just broke the Marvel universe. <laughs> Thanos is canceled. <laughs> Never once have I thought about doubling the resources. Oh my I've God, only ever thought James. about how I've only ever thought about how I'm going to justify doing what Thanos has done. <laughs> <laughs> the only way my brain yeah, has gone is right. like <laughs> I'm gleefully talking about killing Vision, Gamora, and Neptuna, <laughs> or whatever the hell her name is. And God damn it, I could just get to put that glove on and say, "Let's give two two candy bars for every one candy bar, yeah. and <laughs> two trees for every one." Tree. <laughs> oh. God. Well, there's not enough room on the planet. Well, two planets then. God damn it. Get off my back. I am I am a god and my will will be done uh, unto the universe. Uh, <laughs> but instead of doubling resources, I will murder half of the people. Yeah. yeah. God, that is so funny. All right. So we do have some final questions we like to ask before we get right. the hell out of here. Um, first and foremost, uh, on a scale of one, comparing this to not other Marvel movies, but in movies in general, on a scale of one to ten, what would you give this film? I'll give it a six. And I know that I'm harsh. Mm-hmm. But it's because I'm comparing it to art. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen a little film called mr Megorium's wonder emporium i mean okay let, let me let me let me let me let me, let me re- okay if, if i'm judging it based on the goals it sets out to accomplish which is like you know that's like what uh ebert would do you know he wouldn't judge the godfather on the same scale as scary movie but i, I think on that scale i would give this a probably like a nine out of ten mm. for me personally okay. i give it a six out of ten but in terms of like what it goes for and what it accomplishes like being engaging and well acted there's a couple of things I'm like, and actually, now that I think about this whole doubling the resources thing, maybe I'll bump it down to an eight. 
Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, there's like, no wrong answers here. Doubling the resources, <laughs> I, I that doesn't for me that doesn't like break the universe just because that isn't what Thanos that that's not like like Thanos is is one minded and even if somebody like brought that up to him he would still be like nah because people will just consume him eventually this is the way to do yeah, it yeah I think he would he would be of the mindset of like no this is a lesson that needs to be learned yeah <laughs> like the whole universe mm. needs to hear this story I mean classic narcissist but yeah um, <laughs> um I give it I I would give it a nine uh also Okay. Because a movie, a movie that makes me feel the things that this movie made me feel is, is a worthwhile watch. Um, yeah. And like I said, I haven't watched this since it was in theaters. I haven't seen Endgame since it was in theaters either. And uh, and that's because I just like I remember the experience and I remember the feeling that I had watching both of those movies. And it's like such a such a like precious experience. It really is experience for me. It really, I mean, the movie-going experience of these Marvel films are something that, like, unless you've experienced it, mm -hmm. I just think, I think the reason that Marvel fans hold, we hold these up so much is because, I don't know, it's like listening to a, sometimes rewatching them, it's like listening to a concert album. That concert album might be great, uh -huh. but you didn't feel... You yeah. didn't feel somebody else's popcorn dump all over your lap when, <laughs> like, like, you didn't feel some random person hugging you or like screaming or like, it's it's wild. Um, mm. After a long season that we're coming to a close end, I'm gonna give this film the tried and true ten out of ten that I have given. Holy cow! Every single <laughs> film. Uh <laughs> my favorite bit every oh film gets God. a 10 out of 10 thor oh, 2 10 so, out of 10 it's so impressive to make a movie to capture motion with still images hello <laughs> who am i who am i the cast aspersions <laughs> on a film um something else we started doing and i can't remember if we did this the last time you were here james is i have pulled up the rotten tomatoes I want to know what you think the critic score is out of a 1 to 100 and the audience score out of a 1 to 100 for Avengers Infinity War. I think audience, 98. I think critics, 92. I'm going to say 98 for uh, uh, audience. I agree with that. And I think critics, I'll, I'll, say, uh, I'll say 89. Okay. Critics gave this an 85. Ooh, okay. okay. Lower than I thought, and audiences gave it a ninety-one. So you're not too far off. Wow, that is much lower than I thought it would be. For it is a little bit. I always just expect the audiences to give these things a hundred, but yeah. Um, yeah. Are there any? Are there any? I mean, I don't know if this would be too hard to figure out right now. If you know it offhand, are there any Marvel movies that have been more successful than this one? Probably uh, Endgame. Endgame. Endgame is a. Oh, here's a couple snapshots right here on the homepage. Um, Endgame had an uh, audience score of, an, uh, or a critic score of 94 and an audience score of 90. Um, Civil War was 90 and 90. Guardians of the Galaxy was 92 and 92. I think the best one is... What do you Winter have? Soldier? Uh, no, I would say probably Black Panther. Uh, actually, oh, you know oh, what? Yeah. Shang-Chi was just claimed to have been like the highest rated marvel movie this really? year. Well, black panther got nominated for best picture there's, yeah. there's well here's the thing there's yeah. okay so 
uh, we've been looking over these films and I brought this up on the that episode um oh my god Shang-Chi has a 98% from audiences um which I saw in the movie wow it's, it's phenomenal I don't know yeah. if it was a 98% I was under the impression that it was bad so I I, I had I, I someone told me that it, it sucked and I guess that might have been, must have been one of the you know <laughs> One of Phew, two didn't people. Like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, if you look at, out. here's the thing. There, There is, as in everything, there is prejudice. And when I say the Black Panthers audience scores do not line up with how people received that movie, it is criminal. Ooh. We got it some is... red skulls in the audience there. <laughs> yeah. Politics, yeah. Huh? For real. Black Panther got a 79% from audiences. Sucking oh, ass. Insane. That is so Black Panther stupid. Really good. Black ah, Panther got a ninety-six. Black Panther. Black okay. Panther does has more like artistic merit. Just like the production design yeah. is fucking incredible. Everything. I mean, about, it's, it's like a perfect yeah. film. So, and yeah. they're all and they're always like origin story, more like origin story. And you're like, shut up, Craig. Cast movie. <laughs> I'll tell you what though. So I, I saw Black Panther. Uh, uh, in in Hyde Park on the south side of Chicago, and it was like it was almost almost an entirely black audience except for me and my my uh, partner at the time, and it was awesome. Like yeah. it was like like it, it felt like it was a party. Everyone was it was a cultural touchstone moment. Like it was it was again like I, I don't watch a lot of these in theaters, but I felt like I was like exactly where I wanted to be watching this movie right now. It was yeah. really fun. So this uh, yeah. rating is ridiculous. Listen to this. Great movie, really enjoyed it, but not my favorite. Two out of five stars. <laughs> what the fuck? Great movie, really enjoyed it. Two out of five. This person doesn't understand how numbers work. <laughs> Greater than or less than. Oh, so dumb. Um, so then we do have some final little stupid questions that we ask. One, if you could replace anybody in this movie with Rosie O'Donnell and Danny DeVito, who would they be? I'll go Ooh. first to give you some time to think. Um, for Rosie O'Donnell, I am going to replace. Oh, there's so many people to pick from, and <laughs> each has their own like integral part in the story that it's kind of hard to substitute them. I am going to switch Rosie for Peter Parker, mm. just because I think it's funny. Um, and then Danny DeVito, I'm going to, uh, switch. I take that back. Uh, Rosie is going to be Peter Dinklage, mm -hmm. the, the, um, uh, space dwarf. Yes. Um, and. Danny DeVito is going to be Thanos. <laughs> there we go. I love it. Danny DeVito with a huge chin. Man. Perfect. Thanos is uh, uh, Thanos in this movie was so perfectly written and so perfectly acted by Josh Brolin. It's so funny oh, to like yeah. plug Danny DeVito in there too. Also, I don't know what it says in my way. I kind of think Thanos is hot. Oh, oh put me you out have of my misery. Yeah, you, you have, God, that scene at the beginning, you must have <laughs> been going crazy for that one. <laughs> Oh, well, but I turned into like a cartoon coyote in my eyes. But... <laughs> oh my god! All right, I, I hate I hate to uh, to take away one of your favorite characters, but I think I would do Danny DeVito as Rocket. I feel like he could pull off that role. I feel mm -hmm. like he's got a similar kind of manic, yeah. insane energy. He'd be great. And O'Donnell, O'Donnell, where do I put her? 
I, I'll, I'll think about that, James. You got you got yours locked and loaded. Yeah, I want to make um, Danny DeVito. Uh, I, I want him to be Cull Obsidian, the the kind of like beefy um, henchman mm-hmm. of Thanos. But I want to give him the Peter Dinklage treatment, and I want him to be like a larger CG version of of himself. Um, yeah. So I do. I want Danny DeVito uh, as he is, but sized up to be ten feet tall. Um, yeah. And uh, Rosie O'Donnell. I want Rosie O'Donnell to be uh, uh, the voice of uh, Tony Stark's suit. Um, <laughs> Ooh! And, and I want it to—I want it never to be explained why it's Rosie O'Donnell for this one and none of the other movies. I just want her to have <laughs> that cameo. He's trying out oh, a new man. voice. I, I, yeah, I'm gonna throw in Rosie as uh, Pepper Potts. I think. I think I want to. <laughs> I want to know uh, that that Tony Tony's going home to Rosie at the end of the night. Maybe we can get there. <laughs> we can get there. Um, second question and final question, because we've been here for so long. Um, who in this movie has, and this can be genderless, so it does not have to be male. Who in this movie has hot dad energy? Once again, I'll go first. I mean, I've named mm. a couple. I've named a couple that I'm drooling. And just for the record. Cull Obsidian is I'm not attracted to. <laughs> just to just to be okay. very clear. Just because I don't, I don't want understand to... your type at all. <laughs> I don't want anybody to think I'm like a sicko or anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh hot dead energy to me is between one of two people. Uh Thanos and Tony Stark. Throughout this movie, Tony Stark has a good energy of, like, doing this, even though he doesn't want to. He's doing it out of, like, responsibility and and a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying to shield Peter as much as he possibly can. And I don't know, something about rewatching these movies for this uh, podcast is I've developed a little crush on Tony Stark, and I'm disgusted mm-hmm. by that. Yeah. Not disgusted by Thanos. I don't know why you would be. He is so <laughs> charming. I think I think that Robert Downey Jr. is, like, just the embodiment of charm like he is he's, charming you know, he's america's hugh grant like he is just able to uh yeah he, he's he feels just like always watchable america's I mean, hugh grant honestly, is perfect because that yeah. is such a mom crush isn't it it's, <laughs> it's like it's not only a good it's it's a good career mirror um, because like he Grant also had that those like weird controversies and we kind of like got over them and, and accepted him back yeah, good on him. I really, Is I really Hugh Grant in the MCU? There, huh? Hugh Grant. Ooh, that's a good question. I be, uh No, I'm confusing him with somebody else. Did he like? Did he play like? I, I thought he played like. What was his recent thing that he? He showed up in something recently that I was like, Hugh, what you doing? Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna Google it. Well, uh, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say actually, I I do agree. I think actually with your assessment, I think my hot dad would be. Uh, would be Tony Stark. No, y'all, uh, Rocket is the hot dad. Rocket the hell yeah, baby. Taking care of Groot. Groot is being... No, a... straight up uncle energy from that guy. He, like, oh. he, like wants to like, let you play with his guns and stuff. <laughs> not, not when he's talking with Groot. Groot is a is a teenager and, and Rocket's oh, like, hey, come yeah. on, put, you, put that you down. Got it, you got put, it, right. put that video game down. It's going to rot your brain. Yeah. Uh, so wonderful. Well, thank you both so much for being here. Any final well, thoughts? Was Hugh Grant was in it. Uh, uh, Cloud Atlas. That's the one that I saw that I was like, no. I saw it on a plane recently. Cloud, <laughs> At- Cloud Atlas is Cloud wild. Atlas. 
Oh no! Wait, I'm thinking of Jupiter Ascending. I saw on a plane. Cloud oh. Atlas is fucking wild. Yes, I saw that in our apartment. Jupiter it is so is insane. So bad. The gentleman. The gentleman was what I was thinking of. Who am I thinking of? Um, uh, that, that was my last final thought, though. That uh, Hugh Grant is in Cloud Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> James, any final thoughts on uh, Infinity Wars before we wrap up? Oh my god! Um, uh, what a it, what a what a giddy feeling it gave me uh, to to like see things from that, that I never dreamed I would get to see as a kid play out on on the big screen, and uh, and also I don't. I don't know how they're ever going to make me feel that way again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, I do think that these movie, I do think that this as well as Endgame, are um, a sufficient reason to invest in the MCU. I think if you go through the slog of all 22 movies and you watch them with not a critical eye, let me be very clear, um, <laughs> not with a critical eye, but with an open heart. Uh, then you get to this film and Endgame, and they really bring them together in a way that I still find to be incredibly impressive. To even think about like getting these actors available at the same time is wild yeah. to me. It took them ten years of movies to build up to this movie. That's yeah. insane. insane. Which is why, like, when now people are like, I don't like this next one. I'm like, well, you don't worry. You have 40 more movies until they all come back together again. (laughs) Uh, Insane the amount of movies they're making. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, thank you both so much for being here. Hell yeah, dude. Thank you for having us. Oh, my God. What a fun time. All right. I'm going to pause the recording now. Disney Adult is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. That is thetridentnetwork.com. And also, don't forget to follow Disney Adult on Instagram at at disney.adult.podcast.